Welcome back to another episode of Gunners GM Podcast. Today, Gav and I are going over the Leicester City result, uh, talking about the Everton game coming up on Thursday. Uh, we've got a couple of questions in from our Instagram page and then talking a bit about the return of Gabriel Jesus. But first and foremost, uh, Gav, how you going, big fella? Yeah, good, bro. Good. How you going? Yeah, I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad. Um, how are you enjoying uh, holiday life? Yeah, a bit, uh, bit unemployed at the moment. I've left work, getting ready for move to the UK, man. It's, um, it's only been a couple of days, but yeah, it's a weird feeling not working all the time, eh? It's good, though. So, yeah, well, it's uh, it's Tuesday, so you didn't work yesterday. You would have been a little lost, yep. maybe? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Weird feeling. My body, my body clock's still set to like sort of five a.m. So I'm still waking up them anyway, which is a bit annoying. But yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong there. Not what you want to be doing on holidays. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I know you've been looking forward to, to for a while. Yeah. Still got a fair bit to organise, man. But um. Yeah. It'll be good once it's all sorted and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I actually asked, no, Laura asked me the other day what your holiday plans were. And I was like, oh, I'm not too sure. I know he's got uh, tickets booked to go to, uh, to see Arsenal versus Leeds. And she laughed, hey. <laughs> What's like, that? That's a, that's, hey. Why'd she laugh? No, no, I laughed. Oh, right. <laughs> As well, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, like, well, like, whilst you're open, I'm sure you're going to do other stuff as well, but, uh, yeah, that's probably at the top of the list. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And, um, is that at Leeds or that's at home? At home. Yeah. Fucking oath. That'd be a good one to watch. Um, yeah, man. Leeds actually have a new manager now when, yeah. Yeah, can't say I keep up to date with Leeds too much, but um, yeah, who's the new manager? Um, I forget his name. He's a Spanish guy. I'm pretty sure he used to coach Watford. Got sacked by Watford. Um, so look, they might be just uh, clutching at straws, but we'll see how they go. I'd I'd like to see him stay up. Mm. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens at the end of the season. They're sitting 17th at the moment, but yeah, okay, yeah. Anyway, that's all right. Um, so, the Leicester City game, one nil up. What are your overall thoughts from the game, mate? Um, I had a few match notes written down. The main two points were just dominant start to finish and probably, I think, could say this a lot since Jesus has been out, but we should have had, you know, three or four goals and didn't get it, but... You know, the three points is what matters at the end of the day and we needed it and we got it. So, fucking happy days. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, I was able to watch the second half, but I've watched it since then. And, yeah, it it, it seemed fairly dominant. Um, I know we are just having a little discussion beforehand about um, Leicester City. I think I had a big shock with watching them, actually, and how far they've fallen. Um, even like three years ago, I think they, when they just fell out of Champions League spot, um, that was, I think, their, 
the start of their demise. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I reckon it, and like you just said about Leeds, I don't really stay up to date with Leicester. Um, but yeah, they were not great. They were overall just, yeah, three or four steps behind where we were. Yeah. Yeah. And to only and, um, have one shot on target in 90 minutes is pretty, pretty poor. Yeah. It's not good. It's, um, yeah, it's not good at all. And like I thought, you know, I still think Brendan Rodgers is a good manager, but yeah, there must be a lot more going on behind the scenes at Leicester. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if they have a lot of injuries like as well, but yeah, wasn't wasn't good, wasn't good at all. Um, quick shout out to, to Harry Sutar though. Hey, yeah, he actually he had a fucking good game. Actually, he was solid. Mm. Apart from that one, oh, which I felt like it could have been a penalty as well. His um, his his stumble on. Uh, Bukayo Saka? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a pen, but, you know, it was a bit of an Australian bias there. Where I'm like, ah, oh, let him go. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> I know um, I know. Ian Wright was blowing up about it after. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I love seeing him blow up as well, hey? Yeah. Did you see that video <laughs> he put up on his Instagram of him celebrating the goal that we'd scored and then it got taken away from VAR? Oh, no, I missed that, but I'll have to go, uh, yeah, have to go watch it after this. I'll send it to you, man. It's so funny. <laughs> he, um, yeah, I actually listened to his podcast on the way back up. Um, on good, the road hey? trip, Just his latest one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's uh, He's such a character, isn't he? Yeah, he's so, so passionate as well. It's fucking it's really, really – I love him loads, eh? So good. Yeah, 100%. Just pure emotion. I love it. Yep. Um, yeah, anyway, going into the Leicester game, probably talk about the lineup first, which I thought was um, very interesting mm-hmm. with how we lined up. So, obviously, the back four, all the, you know, pretty much the back seven, including um, our Ramsdale there, were the same. We were pretty standard, but. Uh, Trossard coming in to start up top with Martinelli out left and then Bico out right. Um, I was very interested to see how it, how it would go and it, it seems like it worked out quite well, hey? Yeah, it did work out really well, man. It was especially in the second half. I thought they did a really good job because they were rotating a lot between Trossard and Martinelli who would play that centre-forward role and like it was really, it really kept them on their toes as well, um, Leicester that mm. is. Um, so yeah, I thought it worked really, really well. I don't know how well it would work against, with all due respect, a better team, a good team. Um, but yeah, no, for games like this, it's definitely, definitely worth a crack at it. Yeah, and I think it's important to, to give Eddie and Cuddy a rest. Um, I think it's, I think it was very important to give him a rest this game. Could have happened last game as well, but I think Arteta went the other way with giving Martinelli a rest, bringing Trossard. At left, um, I think it could have worked both games either way. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, watching this game, and that's against Aston Villa, um, just that reference. But, yeah, no, I think this game, it worked out well. And it just goes to show that, you know, Leandro Trossard's a very diverse player. And he was ready to play in the Premier League as well, which is huge for the money we got him for and what he's produced already. It's, yeah, a fucking bargain. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think it 
seems like it's worked out well for all parties. Like that's us, um, Trossard and uh, Brighton as well. And um, yeah, we've made the most of it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like I was really interested to see how it would go. And yeah, I think it worked out quite well. So yeah, great call from Arteta, obviously. I think it'll be probably Eddie and Caddy to start up at, up top against Everton next game on Thursday for us. Yeah, logic would dictate that. Yeah, I would think so. You would think so, yeah. Um, considering then we have, I'm pretty sure it's Bournemouth after Everton as well. So Yeah, so Bournemouth on Sunday and then Everton Thursday before, yep. Yeah, okay, yep, yep. Yeah, so no, I was, I was more than happy with that selection and um, yeah, paid off, paid off really, like, you know, really well, got the, got the points, got the clean sheet. Yeah, worked out really well. Um, anyway, should we dive into the first half? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> so straight away, yeah, I noticed that Leicester were uh, essentially below par for what I thought they were going to be. Um, I, I, like, yeah, I thought we were moving the ball so much quicker than they were kind of responding. And yeah, pure dominance really, I thought. Um, yeah, do you have anything to add to that? Literally just from the jump of that game from the start, like we just looked like we were going to be a class above. Like everything was quicker and sharper and looked like it had intent about it. And obviously, you know, Leicester were going to sit back. They don't have the quality to sit there and like trade punches with us metaphorically, you know what I mean? Like they have to play that low block and sit back. Um, and we were doing really well at knocking the ball around, keeping it moving, keeping it um, positive and full of intent. Um, and, yeah, the early signs, it was, yeah, there were going to be a lot of chances from the early signs, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, mate, absolutely. And um, obviously that led to, I think, Saka had a good chance early on where he skied it maybe. Um, trying to think back now. or Rings a yeah. bell, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, uh, it was good to see the intent and that pretty much set the tone for the whole game in terms of just getting there and having a crack. Um, so, yeah, which takes about the 20th minute mark. Um, actually, no, 28th minute mark, I think, um, with Leandro Trossard's goal overturned. Mm. Um, I mean... I know last party we banged on about how bad VAR was, but this just solidified it again. It happens every week. Uh, and I know, like, there might be a lot of people out there that disagree, and that's fine. But, I mean, like, that was incredibly soft, incredibly soft. Like, you coming from a goalkeeping background yourself, if you get that call going your way, you're fucking laughing. Like, it's... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, uh, that was a fucking absolute joke. Yeah. Absolute joke. He still, like, I don't, like, you can make the argument if he weren't, like, if he wasn't able to punch it away because of Ben White holding him down, right? But the fact that he still got a good hand on it, a good fist on it, punch it away, nothing impeded really. Mm. And then, you know, for the events to happen afterwards, happen. Um, yeah, I just thought that was absolutely ridiculous. 
absolutely ridiculous. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is what it is now, but I just I don't see where they saw the foul. Now, if that weren't to be a goal, would have it been a foul? Probably not. No, of course not. Yeah. Wouldn't have even got to look at. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, I just, yeah, I, I hated seeing that. I hated seeing that. Got to say, again, I wasn't, like, wasn't surprised though. Like as soon as it, like we'd scored, every the boys had celebrated, etc., and it had gone to VAR. Like as soon as that they'd said that on the commentary, I'm like, won't be a goal, no chance. I don't mm. even know what fucking happened. I just had a feeling. I'm like, nah, they've seen something little, and they'll take it away. Wasn't yep. surprised at all. Disappointed, but not surprised. Hey? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so oh fuck, it just does my head in. It's such a good finish as well. Oh, oh my god, was it was good. Gonna say, going away from the negative side of that, what a fucking hit! The, yeah, the touch, the finish. Yeah, it's just exactly what we bought him for to produce that sort of quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly right. And um, yeah, we we're just saying before, like he's got going straight from the mark, like fitted right into the team, and yeah, that was like incredible finish, incredible mm-hmm. finish. Um, but yeah, anyway, I mean, it is what it is. Now, I don't know if, I don't think it's happened after. It may have happened beforehand, but another VAR, um, decision was the Harry Sutar tackle on Saka, uh, the wrestle, bit of WWE there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do promise the listeners that this is not a VAR uh, podcast, <laughs> although there could be one out there, I'm sure. But I mean, like these decisions happen to us week in, week out, and it's just another one that's gone, um, you know, the other way. I must say, at the time when it was overturned, this trossard goal, um, I wasn't concerned. I was like, "Fuck, whatever it is, what it is, we're well on top here. They don't even look like sniffing our goal." And I knew we'd win. I wasn't too worried. I wasn't too vexed about it. But it is very, very frustrating. If that's in a big game, as it has been in previous weeks, and you know we drop points or whatever because of something like that, it's fucked. But yeah, yeah. Um, I guess yeah. Obviously, go back to Brentford. That one stings a lot still mm-hmm. in terms of yeah dropping points and bad VAR calls. Yeah, um, again, yeah, no, I was kind of on the same boat anyway because of how poor Leicester were and how good we were. I mean, it still doesn't, like, you know, it still doesn't help the fact, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, what do you, you can't really do a lot about it, can you? Yeah, not really. Like, with that sucker one with Harry Suter, I was, you've seen those given, you've seen them not given. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just frustrating not having like the clarity on why that would be given one week and then not the next. But, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I wasn't too upset with that second one. Like, I obviously, you know, Yip and Yahoo thinking it was a pen, but looking back at it, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I could see it worse. Not be given. So yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly right, mate. Exactly right. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah. What? Do you, yeah. What do you do anyway? Like, like you said. Weren't too worried because 
you know, it was always the feeling that we're going to win anyway, and we did. Um, yeah, do you have any other thoughts around there? Um, not really, because Leicester had scored not long after our one was disallowed, correct? But that was also disallowed for offside. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kalechi, and Archie got through. Uh, got, yeah, got through, but it was miles offside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, again, was probably their best opportunity, but obviously it was offside. Yeah. I honestly, I honestly um, can't even remember what their one shot was. Because they only yeah, had one shot I. all game, yeah. Oh, no, I think it was a shot in the second half from um, Drewsby, Drewsby Hall. Yeah, okay. Um, just missed the post. I yep. think Aaron Ramsdale had it covered, yeah, covered anyway. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were, yeah, they were not good in the first half. We were miles ahead, mm. absolutely miles ahead. Yeah, both halves, I think, man. It was a bit of a no contest. In the grand scheme of things, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, I think the same thing as what we've been saying in the last couple of podcasts. Like from the first half, I feel like we we obviously had the better opportunities, but it was the decision making that came down to whether we, you know, it was whether it was on target or you know um, whether putting the keeper to the test or not scoring a goal, and obviously we didn't score any goals in the first half, but it felt like we could have, we should have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's that theme that we do need to be more clinical with our opportunities, but, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I don't know where to go from there. Hey, like, how do they, how do the boys improve on that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's something that will come with maturity and more experience playing together as well. Um It'll become a bit more, you know, autonomous in a way, I guess. Um, knowing where your teammate's going to be, knowing what they like to do, it'll come with more time and more experience. But, I mean, for now, like, it's clearly working good enough to have us sat where we're sat. Um, but, yeah, it, it can be frustrating, but also, like, long-term, I think it's it's going to work itself out. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know what... What else to really, yeah, say about that? I mean, it just, I feel like I'm starting to sound like a broken record now in terms of decision-making and mm-hmm. not being able to finish in the final third. But I don't, yeah, I really don't know. Hey, I mean, like if we could be more clinical, I think we'd be like flogging teams 5-6-0. Yes. We, have, we create that many opportunities. Yeah, I think that's been a theme for a little, like a few years now, even like pre Arteta as well. Um, loads of games where we create a fuckload of chances, and very rarely during a season over the last sort of five six years will we beat someone five six nil. Even though a lot of games we could. Um, but yeah, especially under like uh, Venga, I remember a lot of games where you know we're versing like a Norwich or someone like that, and only get away with like a one nil, two one, something like that, where we could have you know literally a hat full of goals. Um, yeah, oh, I don't know, man. It's it is what it is. At the end of the day, like if we're getting the three points, it's still better than the alternative. It is, um, but I look at teams like Real Madrid and mm. Manchester City, obviously, where they are so clean. Even Manchester City against us was so clinical. They, I think, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure we had more shots at least 
And then yeah, they obviously very capitalise on a couple of little errors and bang, bang, game done. And that's what the good teams do. I guess what the great teams do, sorry, because I'm not saying that we're, we're not a good team because I think we are 100%. But when it comes to push and shove and, you know, who's going to fucking you know, win the ball kind of thing and who's going to mm. capitalise, yeah, those teams just pull through. The other morning, like, uh, Liverpool were flying high, 2-0 up against Real Madrid and then fucking... Bam, like Real Madrid turned up, spanked him. Like, yeah. holy fuck. Yeah, that was a heartwarming game, that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do must admit it was... Um, and I, like, I do have a soft spot for Liverpool, but it was kind of same. It was kind of nice to see them get spanked the way they did. Yes, yep. Um, oh, fuck, Vinny Jr.'s good, man, isn't that, he? That whole team is just ridiculous, man. Modric is like, what, pushing 38, 39, and he's still <laughs> top three midfielder in the world. It's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I, I just, yeah, I can't believe how old he is and how good he's still doing. I, like, saw, a, I saw a stat, I think it was, like after that game and it was how many trophies he'd won like individually and with Real Madrid since he'd left Spurs and it was like 30 or something ridiculous. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he had had a single trophy his whole time with Spurs and previously and he left and got like 30 trophies in like six years or something. Well, that's coming out about um, Ericsson now as well. Yeah, he would have just won like, his first trophy in England too, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. the meme was like, you know, he left Spurs, died, came back to life, <laughs> went to Manchester United and won a trophy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I probably shouldn't joke about that, but you know, <laughs> he's doing well now, so yeah. we can kind of laugh. Um, but, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, Modric, incredible, incredible. And, um, yeah, like, they make good signings. They sign young, fucking world-class players. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. But, yeah, that um, for, like, looking forward for us to be clinical like them short-term, like in a game, it'd be ideal, as you said, like to have that sort of killer mentality to go and put someone, score five, four or five goals. It'd be, be a good goal to work to, I think. Good goal yeah, to work to. Mate. Yeah, Yeah. Especially, like, with how tight it is at the moment. Um, in terms of ladder position, we obviously up top, but uh, Manchester City have like a ten goal difference, um, like like ten more uh, goal difference. I don't know how you say that really, but yeah, yes, yeah, they're yeah, on thirty nine, yeah. on twenty nine, yeah, goal difference, yeah, goal difference. I guess you just say, yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah so. Like, it's crucial. It's so crucial. And actually saying that, now I'm looking at it, we're miles ahead of everyone else anyway. Yeah, apart from, yeah fuck yeah. Um, like, Newcastle United, they're on 20, we're on 29. But apart from that, like, no one's even close, really. But, yeah, I mean, that comes down to defending as well. And we have been really good defending, actually. Um, Look, we've conceded less, the year. conceded less than City have, we have. Yeah. Yeah, we've conceded 23. They've conceded 25. Yeah, true. They're just obviously yeah. scoring at a higher clip, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, Harlan's on... He's on 27 goals now, hey? Oh, man, I've stopped fucking looking. It's tough. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> he's already surpassed Aguero's top um, 
top uh, scoring season at his time at Manchester City. How crazy is that? I think he topped that a couple couple games ago. Well, I think it was twenty four. Then I saw something else come out that's twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's all irrelevant now, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, on that first half, um, which kind of brings me to my next point. But did you have anything else to speak about that first half? Nah, not really, man. Just literally what we've touched on there need to be far more clinical. Um, but yeah, it's about it, bro. Okay. Um, which does bring me to my next point in Martinelli's goal. Mm-hmm. Now, it just seemed like a typical Gabriel Martinelli goal. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I mean, first of all, <clears throat> I don't know if Gabriel meant to be I'm pretty sure it was Gabrielle that cleared it um, and just happened to be like a perfect through ball for Trossard. Yes. I don't know if you meant yep. that or not. He'll <laughs> no, it, claim it, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Surely. Um, if you're a centre half, I would be claiming that as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, perfect ball to Trossard. Trossard puts it through to Gabrielle Martinelli and Gabrielle Martinelli just fucking tucks it away in a Gabrielle Martinelli way. Like he was fucking running away with it off balance when he finishes it, tucks it away far post, like just dribbles in. Man, fuck, he's good. He's so good. It's good to see him back on the score sheet. I've got to be honest, I didn't celebrate that goal when it happened because he stayed down screaming, holding his knee, and I'm like, I don't think anyone touched him. I literally thought he just blew his knee out. I'm like shitting myself. It was Um, concerned. Yeah, because like just... When it happened live, I thought no one had touched him. I thought he literally just went down, his knee went. Um, but then, yeah, they showed the replay. Obviously, I think it was – I can't remember. Someone stood on him. Um, but, yeah, no, fucking unreal finish. Um, composure, as you said. Like, that's what we're looking for, that sort of composure to be off balance, as you say, and just tuck it into that corner, just pass it in. They, I think you're in a similar boat here. They're one of my favourite finishes, just that lovely little – passing it into the corner. Goalkeeper can't do a thing. I just, like, it's it's beautiful to watch. It really is. Like, it's so good. I don't think there's anyone else in that Arsenal squad that could do that. Like, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I rate, like, Gabriel Jesus and Saka so highly, but Gabriel does, like, it didn't really remind me of the Chelsea goal, like, that happened to, like, um, Happened probably three years ago now. With he the, runs away with it, like with the Kante from halfway. Slip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kante slip, yeah. Which actually, just real quickly, apparently he's back in training now too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, M- might take him from eleventh to tenth. <laughs> Bullshit! He'll take him from eleventh to fucking fourth, like he's actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that far, but yeah, um, not quite. Oh, I, like, I hate Chelsea, but I love Kante. Yeah. I can love Kante. Anyway, um, yeah, so that happened straight after halftime. And going back to what we are just talking about, that is the type of clinical finishing that those players need more of. And maybe I'm being too harsh. I don't know. Um, because obviously we didn't have a problem with it early in the season. Um, I know last potty I talked about Seasonal fatigue, and I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm overthinking it. I'm not too sure, but that just seems to be the theme 
especially over the last three or four games, at least. Like, would you agree with that, or is that being harsh? Yeah, no, I agree for sure. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's being harsh at all. We definitely need to be better. Yeah, um, it just it helps. It really, I mean, it settles the nerve nerves for us. Like it settles the nerves for the boys. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. After that goal, we were pretty dominant, hey? All half again. Very. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's just frustrating. I mean, uh, was it Saka that had another disallowed goal or had a disallowed goal? Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up earlier, but I thought I'd wait for the second half. Um, I'm fine with that one. He was offside. Like, by the way, offsides go with VAR. He was offside. I'm fine with it. Bit, yeah. anno- a bit annoying, obviously, but yeah, it, it was tired and all of that. But yeah, it was, it was offside. Yeah, no, I I agree with being offside as well. Um, but that's the the type of footy that we are playing. It's just we can't do it when we're fucking onside. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fucking great build up. Very very good. Oh goal. mate, it was beautiful. Hey, yeah. And with Martinelli having scored last week against Villa too, after having a couple of weeks of a bit of criticism, I guess, he looked way sharper that game um, against Leicester. Who was that, like Martinelli. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's looked way sharper this game against Leicester. Obviously, he got his goal quite early, or early-ish. Um, and then, yeah, because he was the one that set up that Saka goal that was just allowed to. Like, it was really, he had a really good game, I thought, Martinelli. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more, mate. Yeah, you know my feelings about him, and <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm biased then. <laughs> maybe. Um, but no, I thought he was excellent. He always puts in 110 percent. Mm-hmm. If he's brought on as a sub, if he starts, like doesn't matter. Like he's always fucking incredible. Um, yeah. Anyway, disallowed goal. Um, bit of a shame. Yeah, can't disagree with um it being offside because it was. But yeah, anyway. Um Eddie comes on for a cheeky little twenty minute uh stint. I don't really remember him doing too much. Not in like a bad way, but I thought, yeah. I don't know, I think the team was just performing at quite a high clip anyway. Like, he didn't really stand out too much. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was just to kind of keep him warm and maybe yes. ready to go for for the next game for um, Everton on Thursday morning. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I'm yeah. Very, very confident he'll start against Everton. So, be good think for him so. To, be good for him to get those minutes in the legs. Yeah. Or maybe... He's rested against Everton. We have the same starting team. And then Bournemouth on Sunday morning, he starts. Just yeah, possibly. Just to give him a decent break. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see what happens. But that's a possibility for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like we're just talking about the same thing, like, just fucking playing so well, but just can't finish, hey. Because it was the same story in the second half. Yeah, basically, yeah. One thing I did 
take from that game was Gabrielle, like Big Gabby. It was fucking unreal. He had a really, really solid game. Um, I think Trossard yeah. ended up with man of the match from memory, but I would have given it to Gabrielle for sure. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, that's good. That's good to hear because I know I've been pretty critical over like over the last three weeks when it comes to Gabrielle, um, just in terms of uh, stupid errors, I guess you'd say. Ball playing and more so, probably. What's that, sorry? And ball, his ball playing probably more so, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and again, like it was, I can no disrespect to Leicester, um, but it was, you know, it, it's only Leicester. It's not like we're coming up against a yeah, like a Haaland or like a Rashford, mm. um, giving him a little bit more pressure than um, Ahinacho. But yeah, anyway, so no, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. And before we move on, I do, I wanted to talk about this last part. I forgot about it, but. It's still relevant. Um, I don't see us performing as well as we... Well, yeah. I don't see us getting points. I see us dropping a few more points than what we already have if Sambi was in Jorginho's position. A hundred percent, dude. That's not even a thought. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. I couldn't... Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Um, but I just don't think it's like being talked about enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's everyone is kind of like, oh, like whatever, just sweep it on the carpet, forget about it. Like it's, it's whatever, but I can guarantee we would drop, like we would have dropped more points if Sambi Lukonga starts. And that's no disrespect to Sambi, especially now he's at Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Jorginho is, like 100% proved me wrong, and I think he's done really well in that position. Um, as well as party, I'm not too sure, but um, he's definitely filled that role for sure. I was talking to this when I was watching my like Sunday league team play on the weekend, um, just sort of eating my own words again with Jorginho, even like watching him playing the ball forward and progressing the play. I'd never really seen him do that at Chelsea. It was just sort of very sideways or backwards and boring, especially this game. I thought Jorginho was really quite good. Um, mm. There's a few lapses here and there, but I thought he had a pretty sound game, probably like a six and a half, seven out of ten, um, which yeah. he's done consistently so far. Um, and one other thing I had from Jorginho was the game management in the last sort of five, ten minutes. He was doing all of those things that I hated about him when he was at Chelsea, you know, time-wasting <laughs> being injured, quote-unquote, like, you know, just managing the game really, really well. Um, just all that shit housey stuff that he's been doing for Chelsea that I hated watching him do there, but now he was doing it for us. I was like, fuck, what a man. Great bloke. Yeah. How the turntables, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's definitely brought that um, Experience and yeah, the shit housery, I guess. Uh, I think that's that, the sure. that's the big thing. It's the experience and the ability to manage a game from the middle of the park and control it. Um, I think party's better for sure, and party's fit, party starts. But to have Jorginho there, which is what we got him for, was for when party got injured. Um, it was inevitable, and he's done the job to a T so far. Oh yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Couldn't uh, couldn't agree more. I don't think he's as 
like mobile as party, which is funny to say because of how injury prone party is. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? I feel like when party's got the boy so confident in that pivot role, whether it's, um, you know, receiving it from the center half and then going forward or, you know, dropping a shoulder or shielding or. Even you know, just there's times there where party's involved in that high press as well and nicking the ball and then instigating that quick counter as well. Like it's, yeah, probably not going to oh, see Jorginho do that as much, but. Yeah, no, sorry, I meant to cut you off. No, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, like I, yeah, again, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not quite that. I don't think he's really like a ball winning CDM, but he's more of like a deep lying playmaker, maybe. Yeah, sort of like that. And it's funny, there's a lot of Italian players in years gone by that play that role really well, like a Pirlo or someone like that. Yeah, my mind went straight to Pirlo. Yeah. I think he's, he's got to be one of the best ever. Yeah. Um, in terms of that, see, yeah, same CDM, um, ball, ma- uh, ball playing, sorry, like Italian. Yeah. Yeah. He's a player I've rated for so, so long. Mm. So, so long. Um, even in like the end of his career at uh, Juventus, like, yeah, one of my favorite for sure. What's the Again, name of that? Enough, there's like a yeah. there's like an actual name for that. I think it's like Registar or something like that. That position where you're playing is like a six beat, not really like a ball winning six. Yeah, I don't know actually. Um, it's called it's called some... like Registar or something like that. I can't remember, but it's literally like named after like that Pirlo role. Okay, yeah, true. I um, never knew that. Never knew that. But um, yeah. Uh, Overall, I thought, yeah, Jorginho had another good game. And, yeah, I, I just don't think it's being talked about enough, really. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Well, especially um, if it was Sambi there, as you said, because he would have been the only other option because Moe's sort of out for the rest of the year now. Um, is it the rest of the year? Yeah. Yeah, he's done. Fucking Christ. That's nearly yeah. the uh, – you could nearly say it's the end of his Arsenal career then. Nope. Signed a new contract last week. Another year extension. Oh, shit. Bloody hell, I missed. I missed that, didn't I? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. He'd be getting on um, though as well. I'm not sure how old Mo is. He'd be 30. Yeah, I think at least he's 30. He's definitely at least 30. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, oh, well, I guess he'll be around, which I'm not like opposed to. I think he's a good backup player. Um, and you listen to any players talking in interviews and they all love having him at the club and he fucking loves being at the club too. So like, even if it's like a dressing room presence, you know what I mean? Like just to have him at the club and training and teaching the young lad stuff. That's he's a good guy to have. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You got to have those players in the squad for sure. Yeah. Have to, have to. Um, I don't know whether yeah, it'd be at Arsenal, um, but I can definitely see, like, in years down the track, him going into sort of a coaching role. I don't know if it'd be at Arsenal, but, yeah, Mo being a coach somewhere in the future, I don't think that's out of the question. Yeah, okay. Okay. He's um, kind of got that footballing brain. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's been in the club for, like, a, a long time now, hasn't he? I think he was Wenger's last signing, wasn't he? Oh, he one of the been. last ones, yeah. Yeah, he could have been. He's yeah, he's been around a long time. Still remember that absolute screamer scored against Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, there's like a couple <laughs> years stretch there where he scored like three goals and they were all just fucking worldies. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's um, he's good. To, he's good to have there as a rotation player. That's for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much all I wanted to speak about with Leicester. Um, did you have any more notes for that second half? Nah, not really, man. Outside of like as a whole, we should have had three or four. Like we need to have those games where we start fucking scoring a few goals. It'd be good for obviously the table's goal difference, but it'd also be good for you know Saka to start scoring every week. It'd be good for Martinelli to score every week. You know what I mean? It'd need to start having those weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like looking at the stats now, um, like we have sixty six percent possession, uh, two on target, ten overall to their one all game, as you said mm-hmm. before. Um. You know, 766 touches, 613 passes. Like, we fucking dominated, but it only, I could only end up 1-0, you know. Um, and I think it was a bit less concerning that game because defensively we were so solid the whole time. Also, Ben mm. White was fucking great and no one's speaking about it. There was like yeah. a month where everyone like, oh, no, he can't play anymore. Don't play him, don't play him. He's fucking great all game and doesn't even get a clap. Oh, I fucking hate that, hey. So yeah. much. So much. Like, even he's pretty sure in the second half. I forget when it was, but I know Erdogan had the ball and Ben White made this beautiful overlapping run, created so much space for, I think it was, or it may have been Saka. I don't know who it was, but just that overrun, um, the overlapping run from White. Like, you needed that, even though, yeah, 100% he wasn't going to get the ball, but, like, he created space for the other player. And that's like, that's essential. That's school boy stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's killing it. He's absolutely killing it. And yeah, I I guess no, yeah, nobody's really talking about that. Is like, are they? No. Um, yeah, they just got a clean sheet, but no one's like, Oh, like Ben White had a good game or yeah. Even like, I'm glad you mentioned Gabriel because I didn't like, again, I'll miss the second half, but, um, it's good to hear you mention Gabriel because it's something else. Like it's another player who is scrutinised when mm-hmm. the like the going gets tough, but isn't applauded when he's doing a good job. Yeah, I think that's a big thing too, especially like because I watch him closely pretty much every game because I fucking love him. I probably Saliba will get there, but Gabriel's our best centre back, I think. And like to okay. hear people talk shit about him a lot, like it's. Not a lot, but like, yeah, it's, people don't recognise all the good stuff that he does all the time because he will have a mistake in him, sure. But yeah, he does so much good and it goes unrecognised. It's a bit frustrating, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm, that similar with Ben White, too. Well, I was about to say, I think that's just <laughs> that's the life of a, of a defender slash goalkeeper. I yes. Think. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking I hate it so much, hey. Yeah. Unless, like, they're, you know, in recent times, you'd think, like, a like a Virgil van Dyke, maybe not this year, but um, maybe three seasons ago, like, where he did stand out significantly in terms of the success Liverpool had. Mm-hmm. You know, but he, you've got to be playing at, like, a fucking world-class level. No mistakes. Like, you're just absolutely pawning off strikers like they're nothing to have that recognition, you know? Yes. And, like, Van Dyke went on, like, a three-year stretch where no one had dribbled past him. Not one person. Exactly. 
Like it's freakish stuff, but defenders don't get the recognition when they're playing at like a, like if they're having like seven out of 10 games or eight out of 10 games, you're like, oh, okay, we'll go for seven out of 10 games, right? Fucking good performances, clean sheets, get the dubs, whatever. But yeah, no one speaks about them having a good game. But it's when they're playing at like, the ten out of tens is when they get the recognition. Which, yeah. ideally, like um, I mean, realistically, sorry, not many defenders can do that. Not at all. No, it's a very thankless spot to be in that back four or a goalkeeper. Thankless work for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a sh- yeah. <laughs> I fucking I hated being goalkeeper. Like for that reason, you one fuck yep. up and you're the enemy. And yeah, it's it's a tough role. And you know, for Ben White, Gabrielle, for anyone in that back line, um, and that goes for any team as well. It's yeah, it is a really thankless job. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm so happy to see Ben White back there. I, it was only one game he was out for, but it felt like a big like a period of time. It felt like I don't know, just, yeah, it didn't obviously bode well with us, but... It yeah, is it's because it there was, was just, like, three or four weeks in a row, or, three, yeah, like, three or four match days in a row where fans and pundits were like, nah, he can't start, don't start him. It's like, what the fuck for? Why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, anyway, good to see him back in the team, and I don't, yeah, I don't see his position being really uh, scrutinised. Well, hopefully not. Um, I don't see his position. I don't see him losing his position. Is what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Yeah, being in jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's like, unless it's you know three games within a week, and mm-hmm. I can understand that. But um, in terms of his uh, his performance, like I, I don't see it. Yeah, being in jeopardy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, shall we move on to a cheeky little Everton? Prediction. Um, oh, I think so, Bert. Sounds good. Yeah, well, Everton um, just coming off a loss. They obviously are in relocation zone again. They've just beaten us. I think they're going to be coming in pretty hot. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's going it's to be one of those games we've seen many times already this year where a lower team is because it's at home isn't it for us yep yeah cool so yeah they're going to come to us play that low block look for a counter time waste shit house all of that annoying stuff it's just going to be another one of those games and we need to fucking put the foot down and get an early goal and just keep going because otherwise they're yeah. just going to time waste they're going to try and counter attack they're going to have calvert lewin sat up top whether they've got at the back just six or seven guys behind the ball at all times at least um, so it's got the potential to be a pretty frustrating one, I think. Um, mm. But we've definitely got enough quality to counteract that and fucking smash them. Like if we're if we're being honest. Um, oh, absolutely. We have the caliber to make it a four or five nil win. That's for sure. And I think it does come down to the timing of that first goal. Like if it does happen twenty minutes in, like I reckon we're going to be in for a good one. Um, that, I'm just that trying open, to... like an early goal opens that whole game up because that fucks their whole game plan. They're going to be looking to score in the 70th minute, 80th minute, hopefully be nil all by then, try and get a scrappy goal. 
Um, yeah, just, exactly right. Yeah, if we get an early one, it's going to throw their whole game plan out of whack. They're going to be pushing, and then we, when with them pushing more, we can. It'll be open, and we can score goals. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and saying all this, like, I'm pretty sure going back to our second Tottenham game um, with. Tottenham being who they are, I didn't think it was going to be the way that it finished. I thought it was only going to be like a one nil kind of victory um, or draw, maybe I even said, because they were going to do what we're saying right now. But we came out, got the early goal, and it fucked up their plan. Um, mm-hmm. And I see that happening here. Like, it could happen, especially being at home. Um, yeah, like, it could be like that as well. I'm just... Um, probably assuming the worst, maybe. Um, I think the worst outcome, I don't see us losing this game. Not at all, no. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like we were saying before, I think that it's probably going to be the same lineup, um, same back seven. Obviously, that includes Ramsdale, but Saka starts... Probably goes back to the original three. The front uh, Eddie three? Com- yeah, like Eddie comes on up top, Martinelli out left, and then Saka out right. I think, I think so. Um, I think it would be a bit harsh to probably drop Martinelli for this game. He's got two goals in two games, in his last two rather. Um, you know, his confidence is going to be there. He's going to want to get forward and attack and score goals. Um, and he's got to be confident in doing that now, so... I think to drop him would be a bit silly. Um, I think maybe the only possible change might be resting Eddie for another 60 minutes or so and then like having Trossard up there. But I, I, I think my brain says Eddie will start. Yeah, I think so. Um, it could, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Trossard did start and I wouldn't be opposed to that as well. Um, not, not at all because he's been fucking great. I think him yeah, playing exactly as a right. centre forward in this game would work really, really well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He proved that from the get-go, and it's great to have that um, that diversity. It's great to have that depth as well. It's what we needed, and um, he's definitely brought that. I do think that Enkadia will be fucking stinging for a goal, though, if he starts. Mm. It's been and a little while since his last one, hasn't it? It has, yeah. And when strikers obviously go on a bit of a drought, everyone's so quick to, again, scrutinise. But now I think he's had a rest. He'll be 100% ready. Like, and granted, like, his work ethic is still being there, 110%. Every game. Every game. Uh, I don't think anyone's questioning that. It's his goal-scoring ability now. It's starting to come under um, the microscope a little bit. Hey, yeah, and it's just like he's missing chances that he hasn't historically missed in years gone by when he was younger. Um, I think of the header against City. Mm. Um, that was, that's one that sort of burned in my brain a little bit. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I love Eddie. I think he's got a lot about him. I think he can do a good job for us. Um, and, yeah, if, if he does start against uh, Everton, I think he will. He'll have chances, that's for sure. Whether he can tuck them away or not, I'm not sure. Um, but he, he needs to start doing that for himself and for, for us as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, more, I think nearly more importantly for himself, hey, get, get like a little bit of confidence back. 
Well, yeah, if your striker's confident in scoring goals, what does that do to the rest of the team? Like for a team that's already confident and playing well, like if your centre forward's actually confident and looking ready, like the whole team's just going to lift again. Yeah, exactly right. And yeah, it's yeah, no, it's a good point you make. In terms of like you look at all the great players, like they all flourish with with confidence, and that's like a lot of their like a. Um, excuse me, <clears throat> it's a part of their success, like, in confidence. And, um, yeah, Eddie's just lacking a, a little bit of that at the moment, I think, in terms of goal-scoring ability. But I think if he starts, he'll bag one or two for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we can't forget every every striker in the history of the game has gone through droughts. Like, it's it happens. Um, it's, it just happen. how, it's how you bounce back from that and what you do and how you work and how you fix it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly right, mate. Exactly right. Um, yeah, so uh, in terms of the back four, I think that stays the same. Um, I'll tell you what, it is It is a shame to see Kieran Tierney kind of on the verge of leaving, kind of whispers here and there, and I can't yeah, blame him. I'm hearing, like a lot of new, new, hearing a lot of Newcastle chat. Yeah. I would hate to see him go to Newcastle, but it is a possibility, and he is fit. He's he can go, but yeah, I I don't know. It, yeah. It's just disappointing. To see. I'm I'm not like I think he's so fucking good, and so is Zinchenko. I, I definitely think Zinchenko's kind of solidified his his spot there, just like a Xhaka mm-hmm. um, and a Saka as well. I don't see him being dropped really from here on to the end of the season, unless it's fucking injury or whatever. Touch wood doesn't happen, but I think Zinchenko's kind of got that position solidified for him now. And yeah, KT just can't get a can't get a sniff of you know even half a game. I think uh, long term, and we've already seen examples of this, but long term the club is progressing. And you are every other Arsenal fan has a player that they really relate to and they love, and they might not cut it. Do you know what I mean? In terms of the way the club's moving forward and getting better, um, and they might just have to go for the greater good of the team um, in terms of winning stuff. All right, sorry about that little break, guys. Um, yeah, unexpected, but uh, that's all right. Um, so, Gav, we're talking about KT possibly leaving um, because he just hasn't been getting the minutes, has he? Yeah, yeah. And as you said, he's still fit and got the quality and all of that. He's just doesn't not quite fitting what we need. Um, and, yeah, as, as I was sort of touching on there, I think, like, as fans, we need to be able to let go of those players that we love eventually if it's not going to work out for the greater, greater good of the team. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't want to see him go. I love him and he'd be... You know, you look around the Premier League and who's got a left back of that quality as a backup? It's I don't think there's anyone. I don't think so now for sure. Um, yeah, like, I mean, Simikas, I think, the Greek from um, Liverpool, I think he's okay, but... He's not even close to KT, though. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's so funny, like, because most teams will play with a back four, and that's pretty much, you know, footballing anywhere apart mm. from like a few teams. Like, like Manchester City now play with a kind of three in the back. 
two wide fullbacks, wide attacking fullbacks, you'd say. Excuse me. Um, yeah, like it, most teams would be more than happy to have him playing at the left back role, but we just happen to be the, you know one of the only teams that have this unique formation going mm. forward and. With you know Zinchenko obviously playing heavily in the middle, it um yeah obviously KT just doesn't suit that. And I know we, like we've talked about this before on the potty, and it, I know it's just it's just weird to to think of it like that. You know, he would fit in any into like into any team. He's such a good left like defending left back and even attacking left back. But yeah, it just doesn't get the minutes. Um, I think no, it's really the only I think the only real way around to keep both of them and to keep them both happy is to literally shift Zinchenko into the middle and just have him be there permanently and then have KT out wide. I think so. Um, I think so. And on that note, the obviously opportunity to play Champions League next season will it like might be the determining factor whether KT stays or not. Like he want to play Champions League. We're 100% going to be in the Champions League. There's yep. no denying that. And if Zinchenko keeps playing in the Prem, well, who's going to have to play Champions League? Fucking KT. And mm. he deserves to play Champions League footy as well. Of course he does. And with the way like, New- like Newcastle have just dropped out of the top four, um, now it's Arsenal, City, United and Spurs. And you know, like Newcastle, United, yeah, I don't know. They're an interesting team. Um, they do have two games on Spurs, just to add on to that. But... Um, and only four points in it, but I don't think they're ready for the Champions League anyway. So that's just what yeah. Newcastle need more money for qualifying for the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> so Chelsea. Uh, on that note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I think the the idea of him playing Champions League will keep him around and. Uh, you could prove me wrong, but I hope and I think that's the way it's going to go, but we'll see. Yeah. Wait and see. Um, anyway, in terms of uh, this Everton game, um, I reckon I reckon like a, a 2 or 3 nil win. I reckon yeah, we're okay. get us back on track. Yep. Yeah, my, I was thinking 2 nil. yeah. I hope, yeah. I think we win this game. I don't think we have another fucking upset like we did when we went to Goodison Park. Um, yeah, I think the boys will turn up. Everton get relegated this season. See you later. Yeah, it'd uh, be <laughs> it'd be nice if they did. Um, just for the pure fact that we'd be the only team since coming into the top flight have never been relegated because it's us and Everton. So yeah, which... be not, it'd be nice if they went down. Oh, absolutely. Um, I never thought it would be Everton. But, you know, out of all the teams in the in the Prem now, like mm. um, especially Liverpool and Manchester United, they've been good for so long. But, um, yeah, Everton out of all teams is that other team. And, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, an, it's an interesting fact. Um, I'll start that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah anyway, so I'm going to... I'm probably going to go with like a three 0 win. Pretty yeah. confident about this one. Yeah, who's going to score? You reckon? I reckon Eddie gets one. Depending on who starts, I reckon Eddie gets one. I'll say Eddie starts. I reckon Eddie gets one. Saka and maybe I can Martin. Yeah, 
Martin Odegaard. Yeah, okay. Who, who do you reckon? I don't know. We'd overdue a goal from a corner, so like a Gabriel or a Saliba. Um, Ooh. It's been a little while. I think they'll get one and then maybe Trossard. Yeah, I back that. I back that. Either way, definitely need a win. And yeah, I see us coming out to, uh, looking good again. Because, mm. yeah, they beat us last time, but they're still a fucking rubbish team. Awful. Yeah, on paper, they're not a bad team, but it's just. Yeah, and they're right down the bottom, so they're going to have a point to prove as well. Um, I think they're probably going to have a false sense of confidence after the last last time with us, um, winning 1-0. They'll have a bit of... I think they'll be full of confidence, and I don't think it's going to be justified, and I think they'll get humbled a little bit. Yeah, I I would love to see that, actually. Yeah, I'd be on the blower straight to um, Bodie, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, loves to rub that one in a little bit in recent times, but yep. I mean, can't blame him. Oh, can't blame him, but he doesn't have much of a leg to stand on. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking sitting, you know, 17 places in front of um, Everton, but yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think we get the win there. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on in terms of? Predictions or starting lineups there, anything? No, maybe just party. Um, be interesting to see if he starts because obviously it was fit enough to come on for the last sort of five or ten last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, he's, I'd probably rather rest him for this one than let him go against Bournemouth, let him play there. I think Bournemouth uh, would be an easier game to kind of come back into, hey? Yeah, I think so. Um, and it kind of gives me... Jorginho has actually given me a lot of confidence in him starting as well now. Yes, yeah. Um, if it were Samby, well, then he would be like, nah, fucking get the party straight back in. Yes, absolutely. But, um, no, I mean, yeah, I can't believe how, uh, yeah, I can't, I really can't believe how much my opinion has changed on Jorginho. I'm, yeah, th- I never thought like, it would happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be one of those sort of William David Louise times at oh. the club where I was just forcefully, forcefully making myself smile about it. But I'm actually like enjoying <laughs> having him. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's good. Um, and it he's is been good. he's been performing really well and doing that job quite well. So I'm not opposed to him starting against Everton whatsoever. Yeah, no. Um, he's given us confidence and. That's all we want as fans, really. So yes. Um, talking about party, kind of brings us nicely into our next uh, topic, which is Gabriel Jesus back in training. Yeah, a few photos uploaded all over socials and stuff. Him back with the boys. Um, don't know if it's full full training, but it looks like he's pretty much there. Um, I'd say he's probably got a little bit of time before his match fit and the. You know, physios and stuff are comfortable him playing an actual game of football. Um, but yeah, no, it's fucking exciting. I saw those photos this morning. It was him and uh, Zinchenko, I think, in the gym. Yeah, uh, but it's yeah. good to see. Um, yeah. I'm assuming your tail is fucking well and truly wagging at the moment. I was, yeah, man, I was up watching a lot of his clips last night. Um, just wasn't sleeping well, so I just as you do get on YouTube. Um, 
Yeah, just watching random shit. And I ended up watching <laughs> Gabriel Jesus highlights for like an hour. Um, but yeah, as you no. do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, very excited to have him back. I'm surprised we weren't watching Dame Lily, uh, Dame Lily's <laughs> um, highlights. <laughs> no, I watched them twenty times yesterday, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's good to. It's, I mean, I don't watch a lot of that stuff, but I 100% like read about it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're watching it though. Um, yeah, it, it is good to see. It's really fucking good to see actually. And uh, he's a little bit ahead of schedule. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I mean, considering we still have like another 12, I oh know we still have another 14 games in the Prem. Yeah. Um, if we can have him, games. if we can have him back for the last ten games of the league, that's fucking huge. Oh fuck yeah! Well, that's another month away if he's fully fit, or mm. you know, depending Na- on match fit. Yeah, yeah, match fit. I think that would be huge. That would be fucking huge for the end of the season. And yeah, because you know, we don't want him to come back too early and just do something again. Um, Obviously, Edu and well, more so Arteta will be on top of that. Mm-hmm. He's usually pretty good with not bringing players back too early. And yeah, um, but I mean, the last 10 games, and I mean, him coming back, I think, will be instrumental in our Europa League success as well. I think so. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we're more focused on, well, I know you and I are probably more invested and want the boys to go further in the Premier League anyway, opposed to Europa League. Um, yeah. I don't think a deep run in both is out of the question either. Like, I think we can still... Excuse me. I think we can still be right up there in that Premier League race and have a deep run in Europe as well. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I certainly don't really care about Europa League with all due... Um, I just I want to fucking win the league, man. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, then and Gabriel coming back will have a huge, huge impact on both competitions for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. So yeah. Um, so today's the twenty eighth, right? If he's yes. back fully fit within a month, I mean we have a lot of games to play within. Now and then, but a month would be incredible, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Less would be awesome, but, you know, it would be a little bit touch and go with how he's coming along in the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, we'll see what happens here. Yeah. We've yeah. also got um, a bit more um, depth there as well. It's probably not being spoken about or looked at as much. Um, so, for example, um, Kivior and Emil Smith-Rowe played or they're going to play academy football today or tomorrow, or they have played today, I can't remember, but I saw they were in the squad. Um, So they'll be getting match fit there in the academy, under 23s or whatever it is. Yeah, Um, that's good. Especially Emmy. Yeah, well, yeah, especially for Europa League as well, because if we do want to be serious about that competition, he'd be a great player to have there, but he needs to be fit and healthy and not fucking injured. So Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. Wouldn't agree more. I'm really interested to see how Jakob Kivior goes, but um, 
Yeah, I, I, like I wouldn't. Oh, I don't know if now's the time to play him in Europa League. It's probably not, but um, if he does get a run in Europa League, that'd be cool. But I probably don't see it happening. If he doesn't get a run there, I don't see him playing this season. Probably not. No. Well, now it's you know, which brings us into our next um, topic of conversation: uh, Europa League. Um, we're talking about, um, yeah, versing. Real Betis, sorry, Real, Real, Real Betis, is that how you say it? Uh, it's sporting, isn't it? Didn't we draw sporting? Sporting, oh my God. Yeah. I think I just fucked, I got the colours right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> colour scheme is right, yeah, so that's on the 10th of March. 10th of March, okay. Yeah. So not too far away, really. Yeah, yeah, and then the second leg's on the 17th of March, so we go away on the 10th and then they come to us on the 17th. Which we always prefer as well. Um, yeah, obviously it's the return of Hector Bellerin. Um, Hecky B. Hecky B, yeah. <laughs> really keen to see his return to the Emirates because he didn't really get a send-off after. Not at all. Nah. Yeah, joining Barca. Um, and he was such like a big player at the club for so long. Um, obviously he was injured a lot and all the fans loved him and yeah, so it'll be really good to see him return to the Emirates. When I was speaking earlier about, for the greater good, letting players go just because they're not quite working, even though you might love them as a fan, he was the first name that popped in my head, I think, Hector. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah him, okay. or, him, him or Mezzard, I think it was. Yeah, those two had to, had to let him go. I think for me that... Really, fall like falls more on Mesut Ozil um, rather than like Hector Bellerin. I, to me, I think Hector Bellerin and his time at Arsenal was kind of dropping off uh, rather quickly in terms yes. of his um, quality and in, in performances. And I was, yeah, it, it was hard to kind of see him go because we loved him so much, but his performances weren't there. I think, yeah, and. Um, yeah, even though it would have, like I still would have rather seen him play over Cedric Suarez, but yeah, it's kind of how the cookie crumbled at the time, and Hector Bellerin left, and yeah, yeah, it's Cedric be, Suarez. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a game against him though, and as you said, have him come back to the club as well, and have a bit of a have the fans cheer for him and stuff. I'm sure he'd love that too. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, even though I do see us. Going through comfortably, I reckon I'll be more than happy to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll still be good to see him back, and yeah, I, I think Sporting's got a few good, um, like young talent, um, but I just don't see him going through really. No, there are well. other clubs I'm more, way more concerned about in Europa League. Um, but yeah, actually, I'll get up the Europa League draw. Um, fixtures because yeah there's the likes obviously United are probably going to be the hot favourites to nearly win us and them to win um, there's Union Berlin from Germany obviously Juventus really fucking desperately need to win this to kind of stay in the Champions League um, I reckon Juventus will be throwing all their eggs into this basket but we'll see what happens um. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on 
Europa League as a whole, mate, because as you said before, yeah, I think the Premier League's still 100% priority, but... Yeah, but I also think we've got enough quality to try and do both, um, give it like a wholehearted run at doing both. Um, as you said just now, though, there is quality teams there that are going to be pushing for it and they're going to be prioritising that, I would say. Um you can imagine United now, that's their priority, Europa League, and winning that. Um, whereas us, not so much. Um, yeah. Someone like yeah. Juve as well, as you said, I think they're going to be right up there. I think Juve will probably win it um, or at least get the final, I think. Yeah, I think Juve get to the final Well, because obviously after their point deduction, this is the only chance to play champs. Yes, yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think I've really fallen off a lot in the last two seasons compared to where they were like five seasons ago. Mm. And, um, yeah, this is, this is their kind of make or break, I reckon. Yeah, I, I don't even know how it's matched up, man. Like, who's playing who? I've really not looked at it too much. I'm not invested in Europa League at all. <laughs> to be yeah, honest, okay. But, That's yeah. interesting. I just want the fucking Premier League, man. That's all I want in life. <laughs> a Champions League would be nice as well, but, you know. Champions League next year, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this year, this year, I should say. Yeah, that's all I want. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think those teams are the are the biggest threats in terms of uh, Europa League anyway, like Juve, United, Union Berlin, because yeah. I think they're playing really well. Um, doing really well in terms of the Bundesliga as well. Um, the rest I'm not too fussed about. Sevilla kind of need to throw all their eggs in this basket as well. They're doing rubbish yep. in the La Liga. Roma, yeah, not too fussed. Um, but yeah, Juve, United, they're going to be the big dogs in this in this comp. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of sporting, I'm really keen to watch it. Come back as well. I haven't watched Europa League for a while now. Um, I do see us going through comfortably anyway. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be yeah. It'll be good to see Hector Bellerin back at Emirates anyway. That's what I mm-hmm. think. That's what I'm looking forward to the most, really. Yeah, I love Hector, man. He's such a fucking good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to talk about Europa League, really quick? Nah, not really, man. Might touch on it a bit when it's a bit closer, I think. Still, yep. what, 10 days away, something like that? Yeah, something like that, mate. Yeah. Um, I do think United are kind of in a bit of a shitty situation, though, um, in terms of their position on the Premier League ladder and then Europa League. like I'd, Because they're kind of like, well, we have to throw you know, everything at one of those competitions. I don't think they have the depth to do both. Yeah, I would um, say so. Um, I think if they this season can, that well, I mean they've already won, you know, a trophy, and they were behaving as though it was a European trophy. But anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, if they get top four and say Europa League and that Carabao Cup or whatever it was, that's a fucking great season for them. Yeah, yeah, um, oh for sure, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think they need to push for the Premier League title. I think it's sort of out of their reach at this point. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm starting to think 
And I hate to admit it, but I, I think you're maybe underestimating him a little bit, mate. Not this year, man. Next year, I'm very concerned about him. Not this year. Okay, okay. Well, they have you know oh, they have Liverpool um, on Sunday, so that'll is be that, a good game for both teams. Like, I'm obviously that, uh, not breaking any news by saying it's a must win for both, but like Liverpool <laughs> need to fucking win this game. And is yeah, it at Anfield? United, hey, is it at Anfield? It is. It is at Anfield. Liverpool win one nil. <laughs> I would. I hope so because Liverpool win one nil. Soft slot for Liverpool. One nil. You yeah. reckon? One nil. I'll hang my hat on that. Yeah. Nunes to score. I don't care who scores. Simi Castle <laughs> score. I'll tell you what though. Fuck. They need a. They need a win after that thrashing against like Real Madrid. Yes, and that pose singer against Crystal Palace the other day to Yeah, Christ. I didn't watch any of that, but I spoke to a fair <laughs> few of the boys on the weekend, said it was the worst game they've watched all year. Fucking Christ, you're kidding. Yeah. Jesus. I saw they had four shots on target and one of them was blocked by Hendo. Yeah, okay. See, oh, there's a free kick from um Trent. Yeah. <laughs> and Hendo oh. <laughs> Uh, that sums up their club at the moment. That's um, good stuff. That is good stuff. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm overestimating United, but we'll see what happens. Um, There's no getting around it. They've made a habit of winning over the last couple of months, that's for sure. Like They're just not losing. Rashid's just throbbing as well. He's scoring goals for fun every game. Yeah, but, I think he's the big factor in their success. I mean, that's obvious. But yes, if they don't yeah. have him... They're not doing near as well as what they no. have been. Well, having a competent manager as well running the show for the first time in fuck knows how long. When was Jose there? No, oh, I don't 2017. know. 2017. Yeah? Yeah, 2017. That was the last time they won a trophy, so it would have been then. Yeah, Christ. They've not had a good manager since then. Yeah. Yeah, no, they haven't. Um, and, I mean, yeah, that's... No disrespect to them, but um, I'll disrespect Ole Gunnar Solskjaer all day long. He's shit. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a good manager. No, just happened to be that everyone else was playing shit at the time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, talking about Jose, there was some sniffs around uh, him going back to Chelsea. I can't see him doing that. I don't. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Chelsea have come out and said. That they're sticking with Graham Potter at least to the end of the season. They can um, keep him for the next fucking decade. That's fine by me. Graham Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They. Yeah. There's a lot of things going wrong with that club, but I couldn't be bothered to get into it right now. Anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. Where were we? Europa League? Yeah. Um. Not too fussed about Sporting. Sorry, Gav. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, not too fussed about sporting. Um, but we'll see how we go anyway in terms of the next round, I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Gabriel coming back and party being available again. Yeah, it's it's good times. You know, it's, yeah, positive going forward uh, at least anyway. So Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, should we move on to just some quick questions from our Instagram page? Yeah, probably got time for a couple. Yeah, lovely. Um, all right, well, we have one from 
a good friend of the show, Sammy Nylon. Um, he asks, favorite game of the Premier League so uh, Premier League season so far. So, what is your pre- favorite game of this season so far, mate? Just so it's not boring, and we say the same game because I know your answer. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's either the away derby, the away North London derby, or beating Liverpool. I think um, probably Liverpool. Man, I've been waiting a long time to beat Liverpool and do it well. Um, I was sick of years and years and years of just getting fucking knobbed by Liverpool. Um, so to get one up over them finally was probably my second favourite. Um, but my favourite game of the year so far will be yours, if you want to elaborate on that. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, our home leg against our Spurs knocks that out of the park for sure. Um, I mean, for me, in terms of any other game... Um, Obviously, getting the win over Spurs is is huge. Um, being our big da- our big rival, sorry, but we were fortunately enough at a pub in Brizzy, and it like the atmosphere atmosphere there was fucking incredible. Um, it was at the Pig and Whistle. Obviously, you boys came up, and um, yeah, went there, and um, obviously got the got the victory. But the atmosphere there from I think you'd say it was probably 95% um, Arsenal fans. It, like, I'm not joking. I think there would have been like, yeah, probably 5% Spurs fans. There would have been maybe like half a dozen there. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that that atmosphere there and even, I mean, like, because when you're at a pub, obviously you fucking get on the piss and you're not focusing as closely as you would any other game, but... Um, not only because of the atmosphere, because I will end up watching that game back the next day anyway, um, and we were dominant regardless. Um, but yeah, that was by far my favourite game. I'm pretty, I reckon, yeah. Um, Pick anytime and, Arsenal are playing and you're at Pig and Whistle, like them being Arsenal Australia's major sort of sponsor, I guess. Um, mm. It's always huge. There's always a turnout there. There's always loads of gunners there. It's always fucking great. Yeah, absolutely. And um, even to throw back to um, another time I was there, I think it was the first time I watched an Arsenal game there. It was just after I moved up and um, Tonksy Tonksy came up from the GC and we went and watched Arsenal versus Chelsea in the FA Cup final. Mm -hmm. And again, same thing. Like Aubameyang fucking knocked it out of the park when he was doing that. Um, I think we won 2-1, I'm pretty sure. But again, the atmosphere at... Pig and Whistle, yeah, it was, um, was awesome. Yeah, it was really good, really good. Probably the closest um, you can get to watching an Arsenal game in Australia, I think, like, you know what I mean? Like the atmosphere and stuff, being amongst the crowd and stuff, it's probably the closest vibe you can get to being actually in the UK and watching a game. Yeah, I think so. I think you're banging the money there um, because I know from after the Arsenal game finished, we kind of hung around and watched Liverpool versus... Like Bournemouth or someone? Uh, no, it was Brighton and Brighton won. I think oh, I, that's... I've looked back on this, man. That was like the start of Liverpool's <laughs> fall-off, I think. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but was that the game Trossard scored a hat-trick? Look, it could have been. I remember he had a blonde. Yeah, it would have been. Yes, yes. Just bear with me because I'll get yep. this up. Um, it was at least a double. Yeah, and we were sitting there with Josh, which... 
like fucking one of our good mates, one of our best mates. And, um, you know, the jaws were dropping around the pub and, um, yeah, it was a sight to see. I mean, for us, it was a sight to see. It was great. Oh, it was good to see him in absolute shambles, hey? Close <laughs> to tears. <It> good. <laughs> well, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, I'm still just looking for it, sorry. It was quite a while ago, hey? That would have been... It was early on. Yeah, I can't even remember. A long time ago. Oh, I've gone way back. Anyway, look, it is what it is. The point I was trying to make to that game was, I know it wasn't like a Liverpool-Everton, but there were fuck all Liverpool fans there. Um, compared, Especially compared to the game we were just watching. Um, yeah, the club, had, the, the, um, club the, the pub had pretty much just cleared out. But again, different game, different circumstances, but still like not many um, Liverpool fans there, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, I think that was my favourite game, and it was, it was mine I too. Do agree and definitely, with... definitely the night as well. Like it was a good night, good vibes, great game, good result. Um, that was my favourite, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, and like a quick, um, I wouldn't say shout out, but like that were close to that game was yeah the Liverpool game, and then Spurs away, which we still dominated. Mm-hmm. I think it was up there for me as well. Chelsea as well. It's always good to beat those cunts. It is, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I know you, I think, have way more of a grudge against Chelsea compared to me. Mm. I don't know why that is. Like, I hate them, but, like, I know you're, like, fucking, those cunts need to get relegated kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is, but, it, yeah, that's not too far from the truth there. <laughs> um, should we move on to the next question? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, thanks for sending that question in, Sammy Nylon. Um, next question comes from another good friend of the show, Andy. Um, of our current players, who would let, uh, who would you let go within the next three years to develop the squad? Oof. So, I think there's a few names, a few obvious names. Um, in terms of three years... Uh, that's a long time. Mm, yeah, it is. Especially for the likes of Xhaka and Party, obviously Jorginho now, who are the experienced players, but in three years' time, they will like they will be getting on for sure. There's no debating that. So, yeah, I'll let you go first with this one. Yeah, I don't know. The three-year thing's a bit of a... I'm going to have to do some math there, but um, just off the bat, like Mo's just signed another contract, so he won't be there once that one runs out. I'd say that'd be his last contract, and that'd be before that three-year mark that we're talking about. Um, so he'll be gone. Um, Jorginho's contract's not three years long either, so he'll probably run his contract out and then move on, probably go back to Italy. Um, I think the first name that comes up, probably Reese Nelson. Um, he's, yeah. yeah, if he's not there and playing well and stuff by three years' time, he's going to be, what, 27? Like, it's probably better off moving him sooner rather than waiting um, so he can actually play football and develop. Because he's 24, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's probably better for him to move on. He's not going to get minutes with us, and that's just what it is. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd say him for sure. On that note, um, so Reese Nelson has four appearances in the Europa League, one as a sub, one in the AFL Cup, and two in the Prem, both from subs. Um, Mm -hmm. Like our four competitions, that's not a lot of minutes for a 24-year-old. He's had a lot of injuries as well, for sure. But yeah, hey, yeah. As a, as a twenty-four year old, you need to be getting more minutes than that. That's like prime time to develop yourself and kind of get a name for yourself as well um, yeah. for the rest of the world. You know, whether that's in like Italy or um, or in Spain. Well, he's been oh, in doesn't matter Germany. Like, he, he did really well in Germany when he was there. Um, he did reasonable in Holland when he was there. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. And, and I like Reese, so I think he's a good player, but he's just not, he's just another one of those guys where for the greater good, he's probably going to have to then moved on. Um, mm, mm. so yeah, he'd probably be my, the first one that comes to my mind. And then in terms of like age and stuff, obviously you've got the older guys there, like Granite and Party, they're probably going to be ready to move on in three years time. Um, so Party's 29. Yeah. Jorginho's 31 and Jack is 30. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, shit, I don't know. In, in terms of, like, the question, those are probably the three I'd say that I think will still be under contract by then. So, Jacques Party, Reese Nelson, I'd probably, I think those would be my three. I'd probably move on. Because um, if, yeah, if you're to believe the reports and stuff of Declan Rice having verbally agreed to come to Arsenal in the summer, um, straight away right there, he needs to start. Because they're going to be forking out, you know, eighty million for Declan Rice if that's the case. Um, so he needs to start. So someone's going to have to be dropped. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anyone else. We haven't really got anyone on loan, have we? That we, oh, I mean, this guy's like out on loan. You'd probably want to sell. Um, Nuno Tavares would probably be sold. Uh, maybe Sambi. Don't know. It's a good question. It's a thinker. Yeah, really. Um, it gets you going, yeah, thinking about actually who we have on loan. Um, mm. I, for me, I think, yeah, uh, which I, I really hate to say this, man, because he's never really got a good crack at Arsenal. Um, Ainsley Maitland, Maitland-Niles. Yeah, Amen. another one. Another one, yeah. I like him, but time to go. Yeah, I, I think so. And... Yeah, I don't, I don't think Arteta and Edu have more so Arteta doesn't have the faith in him. Um, I mean, I don't know. Is it tough to say that on Ainsley, mate? No, I was like, seeing as this season he's playing for Southampton and they're like bottom of the table. Is that because of him or like, you know, if he was good enough, he'd be able to get him off. It's tough. It It really is tough and... Yeah, I think you'd have to throw his name in there as well, hey. Like, and he is a good player, but he's not a guy that's going to help you compete for a title. Um, yeah. If he's at a you know a Leicester <laughs> or an Everton, someone like that, I think he'd do a reasonable job there. Um, I'm not going to pretend like I watch Southampton every week. I've got no idea how he does there. Um, if he's been playing well or not, I've fucking got zero clue. Mm. Um, but yeah. You kind of throw them in the same category as like a, a Walcott 
or a Alex Iwobi, hey? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Can do a job, at a small, <laughs> do a job at a smaller club, and then just not quite going to cut it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Joe Willock as well. Yeah, same category. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, fuck, we we got him from Mint Hay. Oh, we sold him from Mint Hay. Mm, yes, yeah, same with Iwobi. Yes, love that one. Hey. Same with Iwobi as well. Got a fair bit for him to. Oh yeah, <laughs> two bits of like the best trading we trading we've done in a long time. Long Do we time. end up getting a fair bit for Ox for Liverpool? No, I think it was free. Yeah, okay. I think it was a free. Yeah, one of many which shouldn't yeah. have been for free, let alone sold. But anyway. Yeah, but I, th- I yeah. think those would probably be my three. Just based off that question, probably Nelson. Jacob Hardy, and then could probably throw Maitland Niles in there too, I think. I mean, yeah, three years is a long time because obviously you have to kind of take into account other players coming in as well. And yeah, like, I mean, it's easy to go off age because, especially with Party and, and Jacko, they're kind of at their peak now. Jacko's mm-hmm. just coming in to doing what he really can um, in terms of his time at Arsenal. And, yeah, I know we're, we've fucking, like, I hate's a strong word, but, like, we've fucking hated Jacker for a long time. We've only just started to come around on him, really. Yeah, there's no and getting around that. That's the fact, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he's 30 now, like, three years' time. His first team career will be pretty much done unless – for whatever reason, he turns into like a Modric or like a <laughs> Casemiro, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, not the way he runs around the field as well, N- not with how many kilometres he covers in a game too. But also like how he, is, that. how he is as a leader as well in terms of you ask any, you listen to any player's interview about who like the leader of that team is and they will all say Granit Xhaka. Yeah, exactly right. So, like, even exactly if he right. is, like, you know, 35 and still at the club and still playing some sort of role there, where won't be starting, I don't think. But if he's still there around the club, that's got to be good for the club. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know I agree with that because you need those figures in your within your squad, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, going back to Real Madrid, like, they have Chormany and um, Camavinga, two very young uh, young you'd say inexperienced players, but they have Modric to kind of work off and Tony Cruz to work off and you need those just about to say, imagine younger players. Just about to say, imagine those two, probably two of the best, two of the top four young midfielders in the world playing on the same team, learning from Tony Cruz and Luka Modric. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. that's ridiculous. You don't get much better than that, hey? I don't think you can get much better than that, no. No, maybe KDB. Yeah. Oh, for sure, KDB. Yeah. Oh, but in but terms of... I think of he's the only midfielder better than Modric, and I, yeah. I, I reckon. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, like, Tony Cruz is fucking incredible, but I think... Yeah, I think Luka Modric is yeah, but just... Yeah. I was going to say, just in terms of having, like, two players of that quality who have played together at the same club for that long and won everything under the sun, I don't think you can learn from two better players. You know what I mean? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not because uh, just like us, Manchester City still have not won a Champions League. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, um, 
Yeah. Where are we going with that? Sorry. Um, <laughs> probably just circle back to Andy's question. Who, who did you reckon? Well, yeah, I think for me, a standout, unfortunately, would be Party. Um, just with how injury prone he is and his age, don't make a good combination. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I'd love to see him play more and I'd, I'd love to see him play for longer, but I just don't see it happening really. I think, just, you it, could, I think you could make a case for that Declan Rice signing being a like-for-like swap, being like party. Much. Yeah, it's, I think he's just going to slot in there and then party will be around and, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I see that as a big possibility. Um, maybe playing like a like a Carabao Cup or FA Cup. Um, depending depending on how, like if he wants to get first minutes, like first team minutes elsewhere, um, mm. that will hundred percent come into to play. But yeah, we'll see what happens. But I, I think for myself, he's probably number one in yep. terms of um, developing the squad. But um, yeah, yeah, Reese Nelson's an interesting one. He, yeah, he's 24. He just needs more minutes. He needs more minutes. Um, yeah, I'm thinking back to that point of mine, though. Like, that's, I don't know if that's going to develop the squad necessarily, him leaving. That's probably just going to develop him. Because um, Saka's already got that spot nailed down. So, yeah, true. It's, it's not like they're yeah. fighting for that spot. But yeah, um, but yeah, part, party's a great shout, I think. I think so. Um, Obviously, yeah, Jorginho, he's 31. He's not going to be there in three years. We, we, I feel bad in, like, writing him off that quickly, but it's the truth. Um, well, yeah, he signed a 16-month contract knowing that's what it was going to be. I believe that's the case. Like, he knew that contract was for that long and that would be it, so. Yeah, and that's fine too. Um, yeah, but no, he might sign, like, a one-year extension just to play FA Cup or whatever. We'll Win see what an, happens with get Sandy. another get another Premier League medal, sign another one year deal. Hey. <laughs> you never know, you never know. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think it'll be him. Obviously, yeah, gone. Grant, yeah, Granite, Granite's a tough one. I do see him not playing in three years' time, um, mm-hmm. depending on injury and fitness. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to say with with the three oldest in the squad, but I really think it's the truth and the facts because the rest of the squad's young, or at least like I think Zinchenko is nearly the next oldest in twenty seven. I'm pretty sure he's twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah, um, and then Jesus is like twenty five, twenty six as well. They still got another six years in them. You yeah, know? <laughs> dude, yeah. Like fucking Christ. Let alone the rest of the squad, like. Ben White, Gabriel um, is 24. You know, Martin, Martinelli and Saka are like fucking babies. <laughs> yeah, literally. You know? Because um, we, we really don't need to develop the squad anywhere else, really. Um, if you really want to be um, picky, you'd, you would sign another like world-class centre-back mm. um, for more depth. But I don't know if we have that pool yet, like a Manchester City or Real yeah. Madrid. But um, yeah. Anyway, I yeah, I, I think Party's probably my number one to get rid of. And I'm not saying right now. I'm not saying next season, but it's going to be inevitable. Um, yeah, over the next three years for sure. But um, yeah. Anyway, 
Thanks for sending that one, Andy. Um, yeah, love your questions, guys. And um, yeah, we'll definitely do another question yeah, in the coming podcast. So. Yeah, we'll get a few more into the next one, sort of running out of time, that's all. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, anyway, mate, want to wrap it up there? Yeah, I think so, mate. Lovely. Um, um, yeah. So, so thanks again for spending your time listening to us. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Our numbers are growing pretty steadily, um, and we can only thank you guys for that. Um, so, yeah, please feel free to share our Instagram page, our you know podcast links, all of that on your socials. That'd be great. Um, so, yeah, thank you again, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Cheers, guys.